Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book, Why the West Rules for Now, The Patterns of History, and What They Reveal About the Future. As many people know, China was once the most advanced and prosperous country in the world. It was the second great exchange that brought much of the East's technology and culture to the West. Today, more than a thousand years later, Western civilization led by the United States has become the world's leading power. Why did the once prosperous East fall behind, and why did the West rise? Will the East surpass the West again in the future? The author of this book, Ian Morris, answers these questions one by one. He believes that in order to truly understand history, one needs to study it with a holistic perspective. This perspective looks far beyond the last few centuries, and spans thousands of years from the origin of Eastern and Western civilization to the present. One needs to view the long history of mankind as a fully interconnected story. Only in this way can we explain historical developments and predict the future more objectively without drawing one-sided conclusions. In order to better compare the historical levels of development of Eastern and Western civilization, Morris utilizes a mathematical metric. He produces an index that scores the development levels of the East and the West at various historical stages. In this way, our ambiguous and qualitative perceptions of social development can be compared in a more straightforward and quantitative manner. Morris believes that the purpose of studying history is to project the future. Following his historical analysis, Morris makes scientific predictions of future trends based on his observations. His views are thought-provoking and he makes several constructive proposals. We'll divide his book into three main sections. Part 1. How can we measure the levels of development of Eastern and Western societies? Part 2. How did the West and the East develop? Part 3. How long can the West continue to dominate? Part 1. How can we measure the levels of development of Eastern and Western societies? In Part 1, we'll address three questions regarding development, namely, what to measure, when to measure, and where to measure. Social development is a complex concept that encompasses economics, culture, politics, education, and more. Measuring social development is indeed a very challenging task. But as Albert Einstein once said, science can be tested in the simplest way. In order to measure social development, Morris selects a few simple yet effective criteria, energy capture, urbanism, information processing, and the capacity to launch war. Urbanism mainly measures a society's ability to organize its economic activities, without which, even if a society possesses abundant resources, it won't be able to utilize them efficiently. Morris takes New York City, the most developed city in the world in the year 2000, as a reference point, and set its social development index at 1,000 points. Out of this 1,000 points, energy capture, urbanism, information processing, and the capacity to launch war each accounted for 250 points. Using this benchmark, Morris is able to score and compare the various stages of development of Eastern and Western civilization throughout history. If New York City in the year 2000 is the benchmark, which year should be the starting point of this measurement? 
While many scholars mainly focus on the past two to three hundred at most five hundred years of recent history, Morris sets the starting point of his measurement at far more distant period, the origin of human civilization around 14,000 BC, the end of the last ice age. At that time, the world began warming up. This created an ecological environment that was more suitable for our ancestors to survive and reproduce, and civilization began to take shape. Taking 14,000 BC as the starting point in 2000 AD as the end, Morris samples different time periods of human history and measured their levels of social development. After deciding the time frame, we now come to the issue of where to measure. Morris chooses the most developed area during a particular time period politically, economically, and culturally in the East and West, respectively, as the sample. There is an important concept that needs to be clarified here, which regions are we referring to when we talk about the East and the West? Intuitively, many might think of the West as Europe and the United States, and the East as China. To define the geographical scope of the East and West, Morris takes us back to 14,000 BC at the end of the Ice Age. Here we're in the hilly flanks of western Eurasia, early humans leaving their hunter-gatherer lifestyle for the first time and begin to domesticate animals and plants, build simple shelters, and settle down to live in larger groups. This region may be seen as the nucleus of western civilization. In the bookie of guns, germs, and steel, we've talked about the geographical advantage of this place. You can look for that bookie to learn more. The hilly flanks area lies in an arc-shaped belt formed by the Tigris, Euphrates and Jordan valleys. Human civilization was born here and expanded outward to Mesopotamia, the Nile Valley, and gradually, the Mediterranean coast and Europe. Therefore, Morris refers to the societies that originated out of the hilly flanks area as the West. These include the Mediterranean Basin, Europe, and, in recent centuries, the Americas, Australia, New Zealand, and Siberia. The East refers to the societies that evolved at the easternmost tip of Eurasia. They originated from the ancient Chinese civilization in the Yellow River Basin and expanded outward with China as the center to vast areas including Japan in the north and the Indochina Peninsula in the south. Looking at history in its entirety, you will find that from 11,000 BC to 1400 AD, the most developed area of the West had mostly been on the east coast of the Mediterranean, the triangle formed by Iraq, Egypt, and Greece today. It might be surprising to many, these seemingly chaotic and barren regions have had such a long and glorious history. From 1400 AD onwards, the center of Western civilization continued to move northwest, first to northern Italy, then to Spain and France, and then to the United Kingdom, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Germany. The center crossed the Atlantic Ocean in the 1900s and has remained in North America up to the present. The center of the East, on the other hand, remained in the Yellow and Yangtze River regions until 1850. It expanded to Japan in the 1900s and returned to southeastern China in the 2000s. Now that we have introduced Morris rules for measuring social development in some detail, let's summarize. Morris uses energy capture, urbanism, information processing, and the capacity to launch wars as the four parameters to measure social development. He looked at history from 14,000 BC to 2000 AD and conducted comprehensive comparative research on the core areas of Eastern and Western societies.
Today, we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.